Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. All right, let's go hour number two on a Monday. Busy night tonight, especially if you love college baseball and the NBA. You get two more teams heading to Omaha this evening and tonight. Southern Miss and Tennessee will crank it up at 5. That's on ESPN2. 7 o'clock, it's Texas and Stanford. 6.45 pregame, 7 o'clock start. We'll have it for you right here on the horn, so sync up Craigway's call with ESPN tonight as you get ready to see if the Longhorns can go to Omaha for carry those numbers. The 39th time to extend the all-time record. And at 7.30, you've got Joker, the basketball Joker, and Murray trying to get their first ring and maybe start a run of dominance. We'll see. They've been dominant these last two games. Now they'll try to close in Denver. It's Chad and Zay on a Monday. I'm Chad Hastings. He is Isaiah Collier. It's going to be a busy night for Zay because he is a Longhorn fan, because he is an NBA fan. If you're in the same boat, just make sure you've got multiple screens going or figure that last previous channel button, get get all that going on. It's going to be a busy night. Yeah, this is one of those. The TV will be on the Texas game. Laptop will be on the NBA. Uh-huh. I know a lot of people that do that. Shout out to our man Tom McKay and audiovisual consultations. They can set you up for nights like this. Oh, yeah. Go two screens. Yeah, Tom, I tried to hit you up, and wifey stole my phone before I could even mm. dial. So, sorry. It's I think, tough. I think our man Wags has the double setup where normally he goes TV on one and like he lets the kid play the video game on the yeah. other. Ooh, tonight, I bet you there's no video game going on. Waz has a great setup That's for Tom. Great awesome. gaming setup. I know he has his job with EA Sports. And, yeah, Wax is doing it. He's big about his TVs and how it's all set up and stuff from the gaming to actually watching sports. Yeah, Adam Wagner's doing it big on his crib. That is good stuff. Uh, speaking of good stuff, at least for Zay, coming up in the Flex segment, we will tell you how Westlake did not win a state title over oh, the weekend. Zay is, Zay is crushed, and he will tell you how crushed coming up at 1.30. Uh, that sadness on your face says it all, Zay. I hear the little violin playing right now. <laughs> uh, but right now, let's start the hour as we normally do. This time on a Monday, we'll go to the Vaqueros Cafe and Cantina Hotline and talk with Joe Cook of Inside Texas and On3.com at Joseph Cook. 89 on Twitter. Joe, I said I hoped we'd be talking Super Regionals, and we are. How are you, sir? Doing great, guys. Thanks for having me on. Uh, game three coming up tonight, Texas and Stanford. Uh, give me your thoughts on the Longhorns' fight here so far. They're trying to do something they've never done, go on the road, regional and super regional, and get all the way through to Omaha. What stands out for you um, for maybe if somebody didn't see games one and two, what what are you focused on coming out of it? I think this is uh, game three is going to be a, a full-on test of, of pitching depth for, 
for both sides. You know, you saw uh, Stanford, they started their number two guy on Friday, um, and, you know, Texas was still able to get a little bit of uh, action against him. Uh, you know, Lucas Gordon was touched up a little bit, and once some of the uh, the guys started rotating in out of the bullpen, that's where Stanford was able to make some moves. Um, but then, you know, Stanford goes to the bullpen, and, of course, there's a fielding snafu, uh, but that was what led to Texas being able to come back. And uh, Eric Kennedy's home run, of course, helped. You got Porter Brown doing work, and um, it, it's going to – and so yeah, it's kind of a reason why uh, David Esker decided, you know what? I'm not even going to test the bullpen. I'm going to go with my guy who I am pretty confident has been mixing up his pitches so well and making Texas hitters just look baffled all night. So uh, this game's going to be a, a full-on test of, of uh, you know, pitching depth. And if guys can, can step up in situations, probably the highest leverage situations they've ever had to pitch in, um, if they can rise to the occasion and limit uh, what are – two pretty good lineups and, and Stanford's likely being the best lineup on the West coast. Yeah, Joe. I mean, you gotta be a little nervous if you're a Texas fan tonight, because again, if they would have caught that ball in right field, then Texas would be two in barbecue. Then we're having a different conversation, but Texas, they were able to stay poised. And we saw we did game one in that ninth inning. And then to see in game two, Stanford bounce back from that again, just the mental toughness that they're bringing to the table. And you know, tonight with Tanner Witt on the mound, it's going to be all eyes on Coach Pierce and how long he keeps him on the hump. Like, what does he do? Who does he bring in to replace him? Is he going to go from pitcher to pitcher, depending on who the batters are? What are you expecting from Coach Pierce tonight in a game that could keep the season alive and take you to Omaha to face a very tough Wake Forest team? You know, I wouldn't be surprised if, if that leash is is pretty short and it's kind of a tough spot to be in. You know, you, you want to have guys like Tanner and even guys who step up like Charlie Hurley make an impact. But if, if things start going off the rails and, and it's become evident that, you know, maybe they don't have the best stuff or something like that, I, I think David Pierce has to be ready to go and make a move. The only problem is, you know, who are you going to make that move to? Are you going to go to pitcher five, six, or seven now? Uh, so this it, it, is definitely going to be a, a test for, for everybody involved, Woody Williams, David Pierce, and, uh, basically, uh, kind of like I mentioned, guys just need to step up. You know, uh, there were a few guys last night who, who had some opportunities and who surrendered some some runs, and then there was a few guys on Friday who had some opportunities and made sure they they got the job done. So uh, this is this is just a, a pivotal situation. Uh, I don't know if it's it's, been, it, it's pretty likely. I think that Tanner Witt's going to get the talk, the call. I don't think they would, in the midst of his recovery, want to change anything up with his routine and. You know, say, hey, Tanner, you know, go get hot down in the bullpen when he hasn't had to do that and enter maybe into a leverage situation at all this year, especially against that lineup. So, um, you know, he's been going about 40 pitches in his last couple of outings, hasn't been super effective. Uh, you know, he's been good, but he hasn't been the all American type player that we saw in recent years. So uh, I think even though, you know, your, your bullpen is taxed and uh, a lot of, there's a lot of tired arms you got to hope that you get the best from him, maybe push him to 50 pitches or three innings, and then work from there and hope that your lineup's been able to give some run support uh, by the time 
you know, maybe Tanner's out and it's finished. Yeah, Joe, I was going to dig into that a little more with you. This this Tanner Witt thing, it's, it's fascinating to me. Obviously, a huge moment tonight. You talked about where they had been. You mentioned the word recovery. So in your mind, let's go best-case scenario for Texas. If he's getting at that 40-pitch area, like you're saying 40 to 50, and he's dealing, and it's 6 nothing Texas, do they let him get to 60 or 70, or do you think they're shutting it down because they still see this as a recovery and they're not messing with it? Yeah, I don't think I think 60 may be the hard cap. You know, I, okay. I don't know exactly what would happen in practice as far as his outings and bullpen days, but I, I, everything that David Pierce has said and what we've kind of gotten from, from Tanner Witt as well has kind of made it seem like there's there's an understanding that nothing is going to happen to, to jeopardize Tanner Witt because, you know, if you look at MLB.com or anything like that, um, you know, he's, he's a top 30 prospect. He's, he's the guy projected to go in the first or early rounds, and I think that uh, even though it's David Pierce's job to, to win baseball games and, and deploy players in the best situation possible to win those baseball games, I think that based off everything we've seen, he understands what's best for Tanner, what's best for the team as well, what's best for the program, and I don't think he would – over uh, overuse Tanner Witt in a manner anything you know nothing's going to be like Quinn Matthews usage with with Tanner Witt or any Texas pitcher but I don't think that you'll see him press the envelope too much knowing that you know four maybe five innings is kind of the ceiling for uh, where Tanner Witt is at right now. Joe, this football team's been back for almost two weeks now. What have you heard around campus on maybe freshmen that just got to the 40 that are, you know, just now enrolling to guys who are you expect to be key contributors to this 2023 season? What's the word on the 40 acres with this football team? Yeah, so we had some good stuff over the weekend in, in the Humidor uh, written by Eric Nolene and if you want to be able to, to check that out, we've got a good deal going on at, at Inside Texas. Um, you know, a lot of those early enrollees who were already there uh, for the spring, uh, those guys are, you know, accustomed to how things operate now. Uh, guys like Jose Cook and uh, even guys like, uh, you know, Arch Manning to, to some extent. Um, some of the other guys, I think one thing that is really worth noting is it may not be a, a newcomer in this class, but newcomers in uh, – uh, from the transfer portal, um, a guy like Jalen Catalan is someone who is going to have a pivotal role on this team this year, uh, health pending. And I think the coaches, as Eric kind of reported, they're being cautious and they have some good expectations for him, uh, working alongside Jaron Thompson, working alongside Michael Taft, and uh, a few other of those safeties there. So uh, as far as newcomers go, maybe not somebody in the 2023 class, but Jalen Catalan, who's uh, been doing pretty well. And uh, they're, they're being cautious with them. I think you saw – Remember, during uh, spring drills, they, they went in and did another very small procedure that kept him out for most of it. Didn't get to see him do a lot of work, but he's such an experienced player that you have a lot of faith in, in what he'll be able to do. And all signs point toward him being on the right track uh, for when uh, we're 82 days away. For when that day gets here, he'll be should be ready to roll. And that's just on his shoulder, right? Like the shoulder problem that he's been having since he's yeah. from Arkansas? Yeah, this is the one that's been re- reoccurring since uh, his, his, I guess it would be his sophomore year. He's just a guy who throws his body around, and uh, he's not you know, good for him, but he's also not the largest of guys. And there's not much protection you can give to, to shoulders, even if you're bulking them up. So, uh, yeah, it, uh, 
he's he's it's just the reoccurring thing from what he had at Arkansas, not anything new. Joe, give me a thought on KJ Lacey in the 2025 class. I'll admit I have not had a chance to go watch a lot of film on him. What jumps out to you? Um, one thing that jumped out to to me when I was able to look at it is he's just decisive. You know, he doesn't have perfect mechanics. Uh, I don't think anybody would expect the however you know software to be to have perfect mechanics, but he's someone who definitely sees the field really, really well. And you know, you can have a guy like I mean, I'm not. This is not my comparison. I'm just thinking about this situation. You look at Sam Darnold, and Sam Darnold's been this athlete for his whole life. He's got the genetics and. You know, he's got really good mechanics, but remember, he was seeing ghosts. And you can have this perfect motion. You can get the ball out great. You can have a 70-yard flat-foot downfield arm. But if you're seeing ghosts, it doesn't really help. Uh, K.J. Lacey's playing at the highest level of football in the state of Alabama, led his team to a state championship. And while he doesn't have perfect mechanics, he has good mechanics, but he is great at making decisive throws. He sees a guy and throws to him. Like he, he's able to move off his reads and do uh, good things in and out of the pocket. And I think that's something that you don't see very often from from quarterbacks, especially at that age. So that's what stood out to me most. Um, you know, if, if you're he, not exactly the type of quarterback Steve Sarkeesian tends to recruit, you know, usually he gets some bigger framed guys. Uh, Quinn Ewers is kind of the the smallest. Uh, guy that he's recruited, I think right around six two and two ten. Uh, but you know, you look at Malik Murphy, you look at Arch Manning, big guys with big frames. Even Trey Owens is like that. Uh, so I, I, it's a little bit of a, a departure from what he's normally recruited. But I think there's some stuff on his tape to where Steve Sarkeesian's like, I, I can work with this guy, and if I can make sure that he's able to see the receivers I'm recruiting, we're going to have some good offenses in the future. Talking with Joe Cook inside Texas. Joe, before we let you go, uh, a scheduling question about Wednesday night. Obviously, there's been a lot of talk about the house divided and is it coming back. If we assume that for you as a Longhorn fan, you want to know if you're playing the Aggies, you want to know where and when, what's the next thing you want to know? If like if I'm staring at that schedule and you call me and you can't see it, what's the next thing you'd want to know after the Aggie thing? Where are the, uh, the, the novel destinations i guess because texas has played arkansas in the past they've played they're going to play alabama this year and maybe they've played lsu they haven't played in death valley mm-hmm. uh and I, I can't remember when uh they played at Ole miss i'm i'm looking forward to seeing you know if they send texas to a place like starkville even though it's mississippi state even though it's starkville if they go to this new place they get to go to lexington they get to go to knoxville or gainesville or something like that if they match up with georgia so um to me i know it, it's Sometimes it's the the helmet on the or the logo on the helmet, but I'm I'm really interested to see what destinations they give because that'll be a good way to introduce Texas to some SEC fan bases and vice versa to uh, you know places they've never seen and and rivalries they've never encountered. Hmm. Yep. Joe, quick basketball question before we let you go. I know the Horns were really looking at Arthur Kaminga, who just signed with Kansas State, so mm-hmm. Jerome Tang, that's a big get for them, especially losing Keontae Johnson and Marquise Noel. Where do you think Coach Terry and the crew goes from here? Because they still need that small forward wing, especially if you're you know, expecting Dylan Mitchell to still be your foreman. Where does the Coach Terry and that squad go for the basketball season? Yeah, I think that's exactly what they're looking for. And I think at this point, you know, uh, 
they're they're looking for someone more probably from the grad transfer ranks. Um, guys are still leaking into the portal uh, every couple of days, and some big names have gone in there. You know, even in the course of the past few weeks. So uh, that's that's probably who I'd uh, be on the lookout for. The player just like um, what she described, and we'll see if he shows up. Uh, that's that's one thing that Texas just may you know if nobody does show up that. They, they may just have to try to make it work without it. But, uh, yeah, wing player, a little bit of size, guys who can keep Dylan Mitchell maybe on the four. Uh, I think that's what you, you're looking for uh, in the portal if you're Rodney Terry. That is Joe Cook inside Texas on 3com at josephcook89 on Twitter. We talk to him every Monday about this time. Joe, we appreciate it. Enjoy that game tonight. And hopefully next week we're talking about Omaha with the Longhorns involved. Have a good week, man. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Joe. Joe. And again, it would be trip number 39 to Omaha for Texas, but uniquely, they've never gone road regional, road super regional. They're trying to get by Stanford tonight. We'll see if they can do it. Both these teams, at times, can really punch back well, and Stanford keeps doing it. Now let's see who's got the last punch in this series. Yeah, Chad, to what Joe said about Jalen Cowlong, the transfer safety from Arkansas, who has a lot of expectation coming in like I mean mean, like no doubt come on the guy was an absolute dog when he was healthy in like year one his freshman season for the Razorbacks so and it's a gift and a curse man he reminds me so much of former defensive player of the year in the NFL Bob Sanders that was with the Indianapolis Colts because they Mm. were both smaller safeties that didn't mind getting their nose in there, didn't mind coming up to the goal line and making plays. But when you're that stature, your body could take a toll on you. And you go look at Bob Sanders' career, he might have had two healthy seasons that year that they won it all. And I think the defensive player of the year, that's a separate season. But other than that, Bob Sanders' year season, like career was short. And I pray that it's not – Something that Jalen Catalong's going to run into, especially here, but that's a huge concern because he's a game changer. And if he could stay on the field for mm-hmm. this defense, then sky's the limit, especially in this last year in the Big 12. You're hoping that comp does not continue to make right. sense. I, yeah, I don't yeah. want it to make sense. You don't like, want I, it to I, be want it, I want him to be like healthy, Bob. Uh, give me all of that. But mm. again, what comes with that at that size is a guy that could be off the field a lot just because they're throwing their body around like a maniac. Yeah, that's a good point. Catalan, obviously, uh, coming in from Arkansas. Remember where Bob Sanders played? Iowa. Very good, very good, yes. Uh, We'll see what happens with that Texas team. We are only 82 days away from the first Longhorn football game. Coming up, we'll get you your flex segment. Westlake Baseball does not win the state title. Zay's going to try to control his smiling as we talk about it next on the Horn. Chad and Zay. Oh, come on. Here we go. It's not just Kiss. It's the kiss I fell in love with. It's no makeup kiss. No makeup kiss. It's kiss with crazy, crazy nights. Oh, the old schoolers didn't love this stuff. But I was the perfect age. I loved it all. I love the old stuff. 
and I love this too. This is the tour where I first saw Kiss. The Crazy Nights tour. Oh, fell in love. No makeup? No makeup. Wow. No makeup. So why they do that? Um, they had different explanations as to why. They just kind of decided it was time, and then eventually they decided it was time to put it all back on. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I, I dug them with or without. And, uh, but then, yeah, when they, they were fully committed both ways. Like, with the, they never were both. It wasn't like they'd do half a show without makeup and then go put the makeup on. That right. was never their thing. They were one way or the other. All right, Kiss, Bad Company, and Jackie DeShannon get us started musically today. Lots going on in the sports world. Not only uh, the baseball with Tennessee and Southern Miss at 5 o'clock tonight. Texas and Stanford, of course, at 7. We bring you the pregame at 645 right here on the horn, and then you get Game 5, NBA Finals, is it over tonight? Does Joker get his first ring in the NBA? 7.30 on ABC. There's a lot of other stories out there we will jump into once we get done with the flex stuff here. A story that I didn't think you'd be excited about, but I I think I'm excited about it because I don't like Oklahoma at all. There's a good story for everybody else about Oklahoma softball. We'll get to that, but let's go flex first and uh, talk about why Zay is smiling today. Flex ATX for the best high school sports coverage. Listen to the horn and go to flxatx.com. Flex 30 is brought to you by Brain Vault. Brain Vault is a revolutionary and patented mouth guard that has been proven to help reduce the risk of concussion. Visit brainvault.com and join the movement. Zay, sometimes when you come face-to-face with a bigger, sort of more developed version of yourself, it's a little bit staggering. In this area, when you have a Westlake, a Lake Travis, one of these schools, on the outskirts, there's a lot of money in the area, and it feels like a power in that area. When they face one of those from Dallas or Houston, sometimes they realize, Oh, wow, there's a whole nother level of this you can do? Yep. Pearland beat Westlake 11-1. to Run-ruled them in the state semis on Friday. It's crazy. Absolutely crazy. And, yes, I am a Westlake hater being the Bowie Bulldog. Mm-hmm. But shout-out to the Chaparrales for having a hell of a season and <sighs> getting to the state championships. And shout-out to those Westlake players that are going to be future Longhorns. I know there's a few on that team, and y'all will get my love once y'all put that burnt orange on, but y'all need to know there have been a lot of sleepless nights for my parents because of y'all, and that's where the <laughs> hatreds come in. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. so picture this, Chad, like Chris Mim. I'm grounded, and it might be a week or so. Chris Mim gives my dad 30. You think I'm going to be off ground? off grounded? I think I'm probably still going to be grounded. CC ain't thinking about me no more. That's your fault, Chris. Brad Buckman, Luke Axel, guys like that. So y'all made my life hell, too, for 30-something years. And I had to play y'all at Bowie, and I've had my fair share of losses. I got my wins, too, and definitely remember those. But I've had some losses. Ryan Swope's been like an enemy, even though he's my dog. Like, during, you know, growing up and stuff, he used to hit half-court shots and give us 30, and then CC would cheap, chew me out in the car. i be like, I can't believe you let them <laughs> boys give you 30. I can't believe that. i be like, dude, this Ryan Swope uh... kid might be the most athletic white boy I've ever seen in my life, Dad. Give me a freaking break. So, yeah, life's been a little dark when it comes to Westlake, so y'all got to bear with me. My hatred is a little bit valid. 
Okay. That's all I got to say. Before I get back to, to what happened to this Westlake baseball team, I do not have to ask you the question, what would have happened if you brought a white girl home? <laughs> what would your parents have done? I know the answer to that question. Yes. They, w- they would have been incredibly welcoming because you were in love. What yes, if, and I'm married to a white woman, so that's, yes. What if you'd brought a Westlake girl home? Ooh. What if you had walked in the, forget about her race, that really probably immaterial. What if you'd walked in and Cece Collier asks, where do you go to school? Are you buoy class or whatever? And she says, I actually go to Westlake. I wouldn't say I'd be kicked out, but I'd probably be staying with grandma for a couple of weeks. <laughs> Until he calms uh, yeah, till, down. Till he calms down. Till he calms down. Yeah, yeah. Some. Yeah, it would have been a little different. Oh he, he would have. You know, came along because he has Westlake friends. He has Westlake people that he knows that he's cool with. But it would have taken. He would have been tough on the girl. That's the old line. I've got friends that go to Westlake. <laughs> I've got friends. Yeah, it it would have been tough for old girl. Not going to lie. It, uh, it would have been tough for her. That is funny. Okay, so Zay, then not only does Westlake lose like that 11-1, how about this? Then Pearland gets it done to them. Remember when I said Dallas or Houston area power stuff? Well, Louisville Flower Mound beat Pearland 6-4. Damn. So even though Pearland did that to Westlake, they end up losing the final. Also, congrats to Boyd, who got a state title. They beat Wall 6-4. Magnolia West beat Argyle in a good close one, 3-2. And uh, so congrats to those state yeah. champions. Yeah, I think we need to change up how we do this state tournament. I think they need to do it like a regional like what we've saw in Coral oh, Gables. So? Yeah, I think it has to be two losses and you're out. I think you should be able to lose and come back and try just like you did throughout the whole playoffs in these series. So you think double elimination. And you have to win three games to win state. So that's you're saying once you get to that four, they should play it as a regional. Yes. Okay. I'd be all for that. Yeah. I know they're UIL, which is the dumbest rule and – Whatever UIL has going on, you're not allowed to do anything on Sundays with these schools. Like, that's a joke. We could play on Sundays. Like, it's sports. Like, I, I get what you're trying to do and look out for these kids. Uh, whatever. You think, like, you think God will understand? Yes. I think okay. he'll be cool about it. Like, we could we could play on on Sunday. And and they'll be watching. I mean, uh, yeah, exactly. God will be watching. See, there too. we go. <laughs> I mean, come on. We all know that. You think God loves sports? Come on. Oh, shout out to our guy, Kevin Dunn, who just texted us. Uh-uh. He says, if I brought a Westlake girl home, I'd be broke. <laughs> <laughs> so so maybe CC would be more concerned about that. Good call. Than like the girl in itself. Like, man, son, I hope you got some money saved because don't be asking me for nothing. That girl's going to be a little high maintenance. Yeah, it could be. I mean, hey, if you find out that – really, either way, if you find out your kid is dating somebody from Westlake and you're not from Westlake, could mean your kid just got taken care of. That's true. That could be positive news. That, that is true. Right? You could come into a bag. and ain't nothing wrong with that. Just saying. Like my male gold diggers out there, go get it. If you sure. got somebody that's one – like Stedman. Stedman is like – like, come on. Mm. Sted, like Stedman – Say what you want about Oprah. Say what you want about her weight fluctuating or not. Stedman has it figured out. Stedman would probably tell you, hey, you can call it an allowance if you want. (laughs) Wait till I show you the number. Right. You call it whatever you want. Right. They have a fight. Oh, you got take me to the doghouse? Okay, the doghouse is bigger than 90% of people's homes. 
That doghouse, uh, I'll go to the doghouse. Doghouse is luxurious and then some. Living goods, probably got a butler at the doghouse and everything. Still eating great. The doghouse is 6,000 yeah. square feet. <laughs> like, come on, man. Come on. Like, oh, Oprah says, like, I don't want to get married. Cool. No. Sure, cool. I don't got, we don't got to deal mm, with that. Figure it out. Yeah, I'll be, a, I'll be behind the scenes. I'll let you do you. Stedman is an inspiration. That is fantastic. All right, so congrats to those state champion baseball teams. Uh, also, uh, I did see this as well, Zay, on the recruiting front. Uh, keep an eye on this name out of Copper's Cove. And if you're from Cove, help us out a little bit. Michael, it's U-I-N-I. I've been saying Uini. I'm assuming that's how we say the last name, or is it just uni? Y'all let us know if you're from Copper's Cove. But this talented dude, this offensive lineman, took a visit to Florida over the weekend, and Zay, his list is so incredible. We've talked about him before. This is a kid that everybody, and yes, Texas has offered him if you're a Longhorn fan, but Bama, Clemson, Georgia, Florida, Michigan, uh, Auburn, Baylor, Colorado, Houston, Kansas, Louisville, Michigan State, Nebraska, OU, I mean, all of them, Oregon, Texas and Texas A&M, Tech, Texas State, UAB, UNLV, USC, it doesn't stop. The kid has offers on his offers. Um, He is a class of 24 guy. He's going into the senior year, and right now I am not seeing a a commitment from him, so that is still up in the air. Keep an eye out. We'll let you know if we hear something about Cove's Michael Uini. Uh, congratulations to that young man for having all those offers. Must yeah, be nice. Yeah, definitely, and hopefully you know, he wants to stay in the state, in the state for our sake. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. everybody and their mama wants him. Hopefully he wants to stay close to home and maybe take that offer of University of Texas. Like, ain't nothing wrong getting wine and dine. Nope. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, I think he's going true. through that process, and why wouldn't you? You just read out the list. Like, get wine oh. and dine, young fella. Let these guys throw out the red carpet to you and show you that Ray Allen, he got game-type lifestyle. Like, it, it is what it is. Like, I can't knock him for doing that, and some people are different. Some people like to make their commitments early so they can focus on their season, uh, senior season and not have any distractions. And some guys – Think that, hey, maybe I haven't had that one offer yet, and maybe my play on the field could get that one offer that I'm looking for. Maybe something that, you know, his parents went to a certain school. I don't know his background like that, but who knows, and he's waiting on that. But, yeah, this dude's a big-time player, and it makes sense why everybody wants him. So, Zay, how about this run? On June 2nd, he visited Clemson. This last weekend, I just mentioned he visited Florida. Next weekend, he goes to the big house to visit Michigan. The next weekend, he'll go to Athens to visit Georgia. And for some reason, he's waiting until October to head to Tuscaloosa and check out Alabama. It's wild. Wow. Don't see any visits scheduled yet with Texas or Texas A&M or anything in the state. So we'll keep you updated on that. Go to at FLXATX on your social media. And real quick before the break, your good news when it comes to Oklahoma softball, if you don't like Oklahoma, is that that stud pitcher, Jordy Ball, remember the one that pitched incredibly well, scoreless inning streak in the World Series? She's transferring. She has... Two years left, Zay, if I'm seeing this correct, and she is transferring, returning home, 
to Nebraska. I've always thought that's the right move. Yeah, it's a great Zay, move. Always the right move. That's a great move. It's, it's just hard to replace home. She's uh, She grew up like an hour from Nebraska, so she's going to go hang out in Lincoln, and Oklahoma will go into the softball year next year without the two starting pitchers that helped them in the World Series. The main two, one graduates, and this one's transferring. Yo, homegirl. You know what's going on down there in Oklahoma. You see all the corruption and darkness. And you don't want to be a part of that no more. You're still in it. You're still going to get hit. But you're starting to put yourself and distance yourself away from it by transferring. Like, who does that? Who tra- who transfers after going back to back to back with championships? Yeah. I know it's home and stuff, but that's a weird thing to do. I'm telling you, this PED thing, y'all think I'm just hating. All right. <laughs> she showed up. After they won the first one, she's helped them win two in a row, and now she's going back to Nebraska. Mm-hmm. That's weird. <laughs> there you go. But I, it's it's home, so that's what she's going to put it on, and I get it. I love my home, too, but there's still something very sketchy going down there in Norman. Or we could just take a look, and they've probably got two freshmen coming in. They're, like, better than everybody, and I, that might be it, that, too. That probably is it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, there's your flex segment. We do it at 1.30 each and every day. Coming up at 2, back to the NBA Finals game five tonight. Longhorns getting ready for that super regional game three. Plus, in the NFL, we'll tell you a team not to forget about. An interesting comment on a team in the AFC. Up next, it's where we at in society. We'll see where Zay wants to go. Maybe it's an update on the whole Zion Williamson thing. Maybe it's something else. We'll see on the horn. Chad and Zay. Trying to make sure that voice doesn't blow the speakers out. Is that what it is? Hmm. This sounds like something I should absolutely know. Yeah, you're going to feel real disappointed when you don't get this. It's like a... Um... What's it called? Medusa. <laughs> Medusa. Um... Now, all I can come up with is like early Queensryche. I have no idea. Oh, come on, man. Anthrax. That's Anthrax? Yes. Oh, see, it must be the other guy. It's probably the other guy. Give me the, yeah, yeah, yeah. That may be. See, that may. They've had two lead singers over the years, and I'm not as familiar with. So, Joey Belladonna is the one that I'm more familiar with. This may be that other guy, and I can't remember his name. Y'all can let me know. This does not sound like Joey to me. If it's Joey, I apologize. Anthrax, Kiss, Bad Company, and Jackie DeShannon. There's a more serious version of this band with a different lead singer. Joey Belladonna was a little more of that fun side, a little more of that public enemy, you know, the the tour with public enemy side. We're going to do rap stuff. We're going to mess around with the hip-hop side. The other lead singer, it it was very, very metal. 
It was a little more okay. sh- straight hey, I'll, metal. I'll give you a pass then. Yeah, a little bit. I'll give you a pass since it's different. Yeah, a little, Singer, little I different. guess. But I do love some anthrax, so uh, that's uh, always good to hear. We hope you are having a good Monday. If you're a Longhorn fan, you want to hear the word Omaha at the end of the night. Uh, for that matter, Southern Miss, Tennessee, and Stanford fans also uh, all hoping the same thing. Zay mentioned earlier he's a little nervous going into tonight, that game three and, again, you'd feel a lot better if you knew that Tanner Witt was on and Tanner Witt was being treated as a normal starting pitcher. But I just don't know if they're going to see it that way. What a wild night this Zay, you're right to bring up the spotlight on David Pierce tonight. Not because like there's this overwhelming pressure and you have to go to Omaha or anything like that, but it's it's just the way he will deal with all of this. After what we saw last night, and a little bit of shakiness from that bullpen that we've seen, and sometimes it's a lot of shakiness from that bullpen, how will he deal with wit? I still ask the question of, if it's going well, everybody thinks of it as, well, what if it's what if it's going terrible, and how does he not know? Shouldn't he pull the guy out? I'm saying the opposite. What happens if Tanner Witt's on? Yeah. And he's rolling, and it's 40, and it's 45 pitches. Then what does he do? And you're up. Let's say he gets a lead. Let's say he's got a – says 3 nothing. Let's make it interesting. Not because eight or nine, nothing's different. Let's say it's three nothing, and he's at like fifty to fifty-five after three innings, something like that. Four innings. Yeah. Does he let him keep going? How far do you go with it? And, and that's the biggest thing. It depends on who's up, like who's due the bat, how right. hot that person is. Is that you know, is that person good against righties, lefties, etc.? Like everything is gonna be just. Every, like the magnifying glass is just going to be oh, so yeah. key on every pitch, every single play. And this is what you want. Like, you want one game to go to Omaha at the end of the day. Just the mental toughness of Stanford scares the crap out of me. Like, how those guys were able to blow that game, whether call Texas. Like having a majestic run, what you saw on Coral Games with that nine run inning, and then what you saw on Saturday night with just putting up five, but a lot had to go your way. Yep. And that could have been a deflating blow to where that's all you think about going into the next night where you know it's a must win. And they put up numbers on the horns. Dude, they started doing that clap and chant thing, yeah. and I thought, these dudes are loose. That's what I'm saying. How like, can you be that loose? And, like, Matthew showed the opposite of loose when he flipped Ish in the in the dugout. Right. Just losing it, throwing the mitt, like, <laughs> just absolutely losing it. I'm I like, know. oh, we got them. Yep. We got these guys. They are fragile, and they just come back out, and he just throws 156 like it's nothing. They put up runs like it's nothing, and, yeah, they're a tough ball club. So if the Horns win tonight, this will be one of Coach Pierce's finest performances with this team, what we saw at the beginning of the year, supposed to be a rebuilding season, and it all comes down to tonight. And that's very exciting, but also very nerve-wracking. Oh, no doubt, no doubt. What you want to be tonight is Southern Miss's fan base. That's who you want to be tonight. Everybody else got some pressure because Tennessee's supposed to be really good. Stanford is a national seed, and Texas is Texas. Southern Miss? Are you kidding me? Yeah. The most focus on Southern Miss right now has to do with Brett Favre and a volleyball <laughs> venue. They don't care about that baseball team. They're, they're the ones that really get to play with house money tonight. Uh, coming up at 2, we'll get into the NBA Finals. Game 5 tonight. Uh, 
Jokic and Murray trying to get their first ring. For that matter, Coach Malone and uh, and Gordon and all the rest as well. Will they close it, or will Jimmy Butler have something else to say in these finals? Plus, an NFL story to get into. Interesting comment from one of the guys in the AFC West, a team not to forget about. Right now, though, let's go where we at in society and see what Zay wants to get into. Where are we at in society today? Just a quick update, Zay. Has anybody been offered thousands of dollars today to dime out Zion Williamson? I'm just trying to keep up. Uh, well, well, there is an update. There but is it's starting to get tired now. Oh, okay. Oh, girl, the Mills girl that I guess Zion that outed Zion for just him being a sleaze dog. Yes. She just won't stop, and now she has receipts on Zion talking about how she had all this planned out for. I guess her new business that Zion was supposed to be the one to put up the money for. Wow. Like 20000 30000 Like, she has actual receipts of him sending money, and then now it's just going to stop because but- of, I guess, the baby and how she's going about things. So, oh, girl, scorn. Like, she was yeah. really in love. Or that's the way she's making it seem. She was uh, really. So it wasn't maybe just the love part. It was the fact that all that was coming undone, and when she realized the money wasn't going to be there, then she went to social yeah. media. Yeah. Then she went petty. Oh, yeah. Petty mad. And she just won't okay. stop. She's I got tagging you. them and everything. And yeah, it's not even where we at anymore because it's just so ridiculous. Like, we is. got a different story. No, that's a weird story. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm sorry for the distraction. I just, no. that, that story's on the top of my brain now for some reason. <laughs> no, Go you're ahead. good. But in, uh, another news. Yep. Did you know Floyd Mayweather had a fight this week? Had no clue. I saw the end of this highlight of what you're going to talk about. Had no clue he had a fight because I have not, whatever the last two or three things he's done, I've stayed away. I thought he was retired. He is. So what are these, a charity fight? The last so, two or three don't actually count to his overall record. When he fought one of the Pauls, didn't he fight one of the Pauls? Yeah. I think he did. Anyway, he fought some. I don't think any of this has actually gone on his boxing record the last couple. Okay, well, it was an exhibition fight against John Gotti third, and things got a little spicy in the ring where the ref had to call it off because both camps flooded the ring and started fighting when Gotti just didn't listen to the ref when he stopped it and just went after Floyd and tried to get some extra licks in. And it started because the two camps early on before the fight, they were messing with each other and jawing at each other Mm. to get things a little rowdy. During the fight, Gotti complained in the fifth round how Floyd was doing some illegal holding, and then he also complained that he got hit in the head by Floyd illegally, Mm. which set him off the edge. I see. So in the sixth round... He felt like things haven't changed. And he signaled his corner to come rushing in the I, ring? or No, it's just when he started going crazy, he he started doing illegal stuff too. Okay. And then it just everybody then, broke then, off. Yeah, then, and then okay. yeah, the ref started hearing people in the stands, and he could feel the tension building up. Like, oh, something bad's about to happen here. You know, Floyd's camp, they flat out ignorant, so they're not going to try to stop anything. Floyd's all about the money. He's all about Floyd. He got his daddy around. He ignorant too. You know, it got crazy. So, yeah, Gotti got some, tried to get some extra shots in. They flooded the ring. People were fighting everywhere. It wasn't too crazy, but Floyd, for you being retired and having this happen, it's a bad look. There's a lot of like weirdly weird things in sports that if you can get a, if you're a, get addicted to it, it's just tough to get away from and it's tough to replace. And that's one of them. 
I mean, it is the most pure competition on the planet. There's nothing purer than that. There's nothing purer than fighting someone. And how do you replace that? How do I can't if I tell Floyd Mayweather, man, just go hang out at the gym and punch some bags and stuff, he'd laugh at me. It's trying to replace that in your life. He's got all the money, he's got all that stuff, but it's like, how do you replace that exact thing? He the, the idea that you'd be in there with John Gotti's grandkid, <laughs> like that's how addictive it can be to be a fighter that he just can't stop doing it. Yeah. That's nuts to me, but I can't get in that mindset. You know, that's not that's not me. And and obviously, yeah, that's that's rough and I hate seeing stuff like that, but those are the again, those are the kind of fights for some reason I just they don't interest me. They should. They really should. I'm all about freaky weird fights, but when retired boxer fights some random or fights some in this case somebody related to John that just doesn't interest me. I'd rather it be the regular fight version and then when it's time to retire, I'm good with you going away. Yeah, like other than the Texas game, which we have to watch because of our jobs, and I'm a Texas fan, so I'll probably be watching it anyway. Mm-hmm. There are no sports going on. Nothing. So to not even know this was a thing? Oh, I had no clue. With Floyd Mayweather, one of the greatest boxers of all time? I knew there was a boxing card as the Nunez card was starting, a boxing, a free boxing card on like ESPN, and then I saw that highlight well after it happened. So, yeah, I had no idea. No clue. Normally, I at least know when Mike Tyson and Roy Jones Jr. got in the ring for oh, that. that was bad. For that embarrassment. That I, was tough. I didn't watch, but I knew it was happening. This one, I had no clue. Yeah, that might have been the worst thing I've seen Roy Jones Jr. do since he rapped. <laughs> wow, that's like, Straight up. That was that bad, huh? Oh, it was horrible. It was horrible, <laughs> those guys. And Tyson was going at him, too. Roy was like, yo, bro, this is an exhibition. You got that look in your eye. Talk about guys who just can't get it out of their system. Yeah. Like when Mike gets in the ring, he's getting in the ring to do damage. Like this ain't no fun in games. This right. ain't for money. This is to show dominance. Mm-hmm. Like I, you know Tyson. Like he used fighting as an escape from Brooklyn. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like that's you know the the pigeons that didn't do enough. Like he needed to fight, and that type of just nutsness in the ring and try to have that guy, hey, can you tone it down? Like, try to ask Mike Tyson to tone it down. Yeah. And then on the other side of it, though, it is like if you do not allow them to get in the ring every once in a while, even at this accelerated age, if you don't allow them to do that, what are they going to (laughs) do? Might cause havoc to society. Right. What's the release the other way, right? Isn't the ring kind of saving us all from whatever it would be? From whatever would happen in a grocery store or whatever would happen at the movies or what. Like, that's how I look at it. When I see Floyd Mayweather do this, I think, okay, well, I wasn't watching, but if that's what he needs to do to just get it out of his system right now, okay, let's go ahead and do that. Just enjoy life. One of the richest men in the world. And just also, enjoy life. And if you're going to do it, why would you get in there with a member of the Gotti family? Right? Like mobster ties and stuff? They got connections to like that stuff. What are you doing? Dude, you're Floyd Mayweather. I've seen the reality shows. That house in Vegas? Just go hang. Make some bets. Chill out. Go go play some go play some Texas. Hold them, dude. Yeah. Come on, TMT. 
people are buying those TMT hats. They're not the only ones. Somebody, right. Somebody's buying that merch. The money team. He's got to be making some money. Um, I, yeah, I know I know he spends a ton of it as well, so maybe that's that's always the, the comment about Floyd. All right, yeah, if you saw the fight, let us know if there was anything, uh, anything to really take out of it other than that weird melee at the end. Two o'clock hour coming up. We'll talk NBA Finals, and we'll talk about the NFL. Don't forget about this team next on The Horn.